number 41 already. GL podcast number 41, November 8, 2018, 1991, record low, one degree. We're Ooh. still still fighting the Halloween blizzard. 77 degrees in 1999. This is brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Stores. I'd get over there and get a shovel, maybe a snowblower. <laughs> this weather's not turning. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. How you doing? How you doing? How you doing? What does that mean? <laughs> Turn you up. Turn you up. <clears throat> Hello? Am I all right? Yep. <laughs> you look all right. We got those hand signals down, don't we? Mm-hmm. Well, we continue to learn about this podcasting format. I have an email from Greg Olson who writes, Joe, a few weeks back I had written an email about saying uh, today or tonight during the podcast and to tell you and the staff not to worry about us, your GL listeners, that we have this. We, we can figure it out. We got her. The story I want to share with you today is loosely related Call it a proud dad moment that brought a smile to my face. I was on my way home with my 14-year-old son and listening to the November 6 podcast. The 14-year-old is a good sport listening along with me, and I'm not sure what he finds more entertaining, <laughs> the show or the fact that this is what his dad enjoys listening to. <laughs> At the very end of the podcast first hour, Rook says, Garage Logic will be right back. <laughs> Don't go away. <laughs> My son, not missing a beat, turned to me and said, it's a podcast. Where Where are you going to go? Cue the smile. Still loving the show. (laughs) Nothing but five stars from this guy, a very loyal listener, Greg. My advice for that young man. That's that's the equivalent of you saying the chimney sweeps (laughs) will come to you. (laughs) The same thing. And you know what? You can't plan that. That's from the heart. That's right. That's, that's from the improv. You, that's you know what, Joe? You get me. That's what you get. That's you get right. me. You know, that's speaking right. of that, uh, adjusting to the podcast, I what? you know have to have meetings occasionally with various people, and and our gal Mary over there in the business department informed me that we have some uh, old, like not old, some some historic Garage Logic merchandise that's over in our storage unit that we're gonna. Put together and come up with a cool giveaway for the some of the fans. But I also why are we giving it away? Sell it? No, no, no. Yeah. Sell that stuff. We got a plan. But oh. also, what I what I learned <clears throat> yeah. in the adjacent storage unit that's over by kind of where O'Gara's used to be. Yes, uh, we have the talk box that we used oh, to have for twins. Yes, yes. And so uh, I thought, why don't we take GL on the road maybe and do a couple of shows from yeah. the old talk uh, box? Bringing it to, you know, uh, well, don't get your Bonnie's up. Cafe. You <laughs> know Let's what? not get carried away. This is this is the current Krabby Coffee Shop. Or, yeah. uh, and this it's is mobile. The new, I like it. Uh, Knack Hardware and Lounge. Let's, let's go. Where are we going next week? Let's go. Top her off. I'm going to give you something else to worry about. I think he's ignoring us. I don't us. think he likes that plan. I'm no. going to give you something else to worry about that maybe take your mind off the shooting of 12 oh. people in Los Angeles. God. Three huge asteroids <laughs> are going to fly dangerously close to Earth huh. this weekend. Okay. Celestial event. Mm-hmm. The asteroids, the biggest of which is predicted to measure up to 30 meters across, will begin November 10. Uh, and there are three of them. Uh, one's called 2018 VS1, so you want to keep an eye out for that. All right. 
that's going to be around 861,700 miles at its closest, and I guess that's considered close. But is that close enough? It's not close enough to break glass and smoke luckies. Okay. Uh, the shooting might be. Former, what is it, former Marine? Yeah. Mm-hmm. With some, uh, having some, some mental issues. PTSD. Uh, <clears throat> police identify, identified <clears throat> the suspect. The suspected gunman is 28-year-old Ian Long. He's a former Marine. Shot 12 people at a California bar, some of whom apparently were at the Las Vegas yeah. Country Music uh, Festival. Oh, I didn't see yeah, that. Gather, this was that. Country Music <clears throat> Night at whatever bar this was, called Borderline Bar and Grill, Thousand Oaks. Long, 28, was a veteran of the Marine Corps and had previous encounters with local police, said Ventura County Sheriff Jeff Dean. He was found dead inside the Borderline Bar and Grill when a SWAT team uh, entered. Dean uh, said uh, Ian Long may have killed himself, but the police were still investigating. Long allegedly used a 48 caliber handgun. 12 people were killed during the attack. Uh, police have not additionally, have not initially identified a motive and believe that Long did not target any specific employees or customers at the bar. Uh, Dean said his department had several previous contacts with Long, including a call to his home in April when deputies found him acting irate and irrationally the sheriff said a mental health crisis team was called at that time and concluded that Long did not need to be taken into custody. The other prior encounters were a traffic accident and an incident where he was the victim of a battery at a different bar. He came in there wearing all black with a hood and his face partly covered. He first fired on a person working the door and then appeared to shoot at random. And that, then this morning, uh, I was made privy to texts by people I know who, are, who uh, were saying, another shooting in America, and that was followed up by, but let's not pay any attention to gun control. And my response is, this has nothing to do with gun control. <clears throat> it doesn't. Legally purchased. Uh, evil is striking everywhere. Yep. Uh, it might be a 21-year-old driving a pickup truck that mows down three Girl Scouts and a mother. It might be... Uh, a 10-year-old girl? 10-year-old girl stomping on the head of a six-month-old boy. It might be a moron mailing pipe bombs in the mail. Uh, it might be a moron, not a moron, a, a, a deranged person who, who uses a handgun and goes to a, a country night at a bar where the college kids are hanging out. Uh, it's, it's, it's not definable, but it has nothing to do with guns, unless you have the super magnet. Right, which is... And then it's going to be something else. What uh, evil can be manifested uh, through a variety of ways, not all of which uh, uh, indicate a weapon. That girl, the ten-year-old girl, that poor creature. You know what? what is her leg a weapon? You're going to have to register legs. Oh, can't even think about that. What is uh, what is your opinion of CNN not naming this uh, evil doer at the nightclub? To not give him the the fame that he potentially, I don't know if he was after fame or if he was just had so many issues that he just went nuts. I'm unaware that CNN has refused yeah. to identify him. When I earlier this morning, as I was monitoring this morning, they said mm. we are not going to name the shooter. Um, I don't know how much information they knew about him, but they said they're not going to name him. Why? I don't know if that did they give, did they cite a reason? 
Well, that's in the past. Some people have said if you do not name the name, some people won't pursue that sort of thing because they want the notoriety that goes with it. But he's dead. I, it's something. Well, but that he went out in a blaze that, of glory. And that in turn, so though, is what they're saying is uh, there may be another shooter somewhere who goes, oh, he was on TV. I'm going to be on TV. Uh, I, I understand the, the sentiment. I'm not sure I buy it. I Well, I, I often think about this and I think you have to name the shooter. It's part of the story. It's part, it's part of the I, public I record. I understand what they're, you know. I yeah, think, I said I understand the sentiment, but yeah, I find it folly. Exactly. I agree. I agree completely. The procession is currently underway for the uh, sheriff's deputy that was uh, killed, and there's uh, people lining up the streets. And what do you mean parade. the procession's underway? Uh, they're taking Not him. Not going to bury him today. He just no, got no. shot. No, they're taking him from the uh, hospital, hospital to the medical examiner's office, mm -hmm. and uh, there's a helicopter that's following. I think the sheriff— uh, in California, did a good job of not specifically just making a large deal of that the sheriff's deputy was shot. He said there's 11 lives here and that have been lost, and all these family members have lost a friend, brother, et cetera, sister, whatever. It, it, it almost feels, though, as you should be on high alert in your own life for anything. Uh, I reminded all my kids, all three of the kids that would go to a place, like you have always said, be aware of your surroundings. Always be aware. You don't know where. You know, my neuroses is going to pay off someday, isn't it? Uh, it is. I've, I've, I used to mock you, but I, uh, I implement that with my own. Plus, if you go to a, a nightclub, for example, you got to have an escape route. Right away. Mm -hmm. Right away. And just Even always... if I can't hear the music, I'll be by the door. Yeah, two rules. Mm -hmm. uh, know your surroundings and you uh, watch your own drink being made. I have a friend who bartends downtown. And, uh, just he, like Rook with his friend at the airport, somewhat. Yeah, but he does. He he. It, this is he's not, not a my joke. friend. He's not your friend. <laughs> no. He's mine. Um, but he has a, an escape route. That's okay. not a joke. And a lot of and oh, a lot I of people it, that. Yeah. Why in God's name wouldn't you? Yeah. When I bought season tickets to the Wild for the first five years, because I wanted to put my money where my mouth was, because yep. I had campaigned vigorously to bring the. Speaking of which, we've lost Bob Nagley. I saw. I'm yeah. sure John will have that in his newscast. Yeah. Uh, where do you think my seats were? Uh, yeah, I remember you demanded on the aisle. You didn't. You didn't care what row you said. Well, I, I did care what row. Uh, they were two, uh, three, three rows down from the concourse on the aisle. I knew where I was going. Right, it, right away. Boom, across <laughs> uh, the river twice to get home. Yep. <laughs> I think the first game I went to might have been with my brother, an exhibition game, and I hadn't, uh, I hadn't been to a hockey game for a while because the North Stars had long been gone, mm -hmm. and. Uh, I saw a beer vendor walking up and down the aisles uh, selling bottles of beer. And I said to my brother, they can't do this. this is, somebody's going to get killed. And he said, calm down there, Tiger. Yep. These, are, these are now plastic bottles. <laughs> these are plastic. Did you then uh, talk to the beer vendor and make sure that there was a clear zone for you? Mm -hmm. uh, don't come up over row 14. You can come up to 14, but then, then you got to go away. across the aisle. You can't. Yeah, you gotta, <laughs> it's got to be open here. This is <laughs> with tape. Caution tape. Uh, Plus, this was not an assault-style weapon that this guy used. No, he had a forty-five, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know what I don't know what we're going to. Uh, again, your your people that pinpointed gun control. You're, you're correct. There's no weapon of choice. I live in a house divided. I know there's there's evil out there, and if it, I hope they don't make a big deal of he was held or arrested or whatever he was picked up for, and then let go. You can't predict the future. You don't know who's going to snap. You don't know who's going to do something horrific and evil. 
No, you don't. And you can't just pick people up and hang out. I think that's the point we've been making all week, whether it's a 10-year-old girl in Wisconsin or an ex-Marine in California or uh, Caesar Sayoc in Florida, uh, the, the evil bastard who shot up the synagogue. You have you. We don't know anymore where this is going to strike. I'll go back to my founding principle for what's happening: mm. uh, the decline of moral and ethical integrity. Mm-hmm. It's everywhere around us. Everywhere you look, there's examples of the decline of moral and ethical integrity. The profane versus the uh, sacred, and the profane uh, seems to be winning these days. And we can't we can't recap, but it's done. That's the theory of a French philosopher. I have to study it more. Prof- Jean Paul Sartre. I don't think so. Profane versus the sacred. <clears throat> there's been much. a lot. There's been a lot made uh, locally here in St. Paul about the uh, uh, Gidget Bailey who owns Tin Cups yeah. on uh, Rice Street. Yes. By the way, it's the apostrophe is in Tin Cups because the original owner Rudy Cheetah, his nickname was Tin Cup. And thus, when uh-huh. he named it, tin cups, get it? So sure. It's not plural tin cups like there are tin cups. I know, uh, went to college with uh, two good friends of mine, uh, both of whom were raised within about a mile of tin cups on Rice Street. Uh, both graduated from St. Bernard's High School. Uh, both went to St. Thomas. Both have had tremendously successful careers. And I called each of them and I said, what's the biggest change in that neighborhood? And the biggest change in that neighborhood, we could all answer it, is it's just the behavior of people. The decline of moral and ethical integrity. Mm. When they were kids, of course, they're my age, so you're going back 50 years. When they were kids, uh, it was just Rice Street. People weren't shooting each other. And don't tell me be- that wasn't because of the availability of firearms. Of course it was. Hell, a kid in, in, in could then buy a firearm and get on a city bus and walk home, drive home. Right. It has nothing to do with guns. It has to do with the... Poor parenting, barely schooled, inter- not interested in employment, apparently. If you were employed, would you have time to drive around in the, in the 2 o'clock in the afternoon and shoot each other on Sherburn Avenue? <clears throat> no. And, and Boy, here's how the word could get out. If you were a, a minority in the city, you, you have – I mean, you have your life is all set for you. If you just want to even be a firefighter or a police officer – they're taking people left and right. You're set to go. You don't have to go through uh, eight years of college or whatever. You're you're you can be usually employed it's, immediately. Usually, usually it's four. Yeah, boom. But I'm just saying, they'll take you in a second. An update on Leanne B. Draheim. That name ring a bell? Leanne B. Draheim. You, you don't yes. pay attention to the show, well, do let you? Let me think. Yeah, She's the mother of the, of the uh, 11-year-old Levi, mm-hmm. who's part of the lawsuit oh, yeah. against the federal government because he believes the government can prevent hurricanes, and so does she. Satellite Beach. And uh, Chief Offsite Correspondent Kelsey did provide me an update on her phone number, and I called. And uh, she does have an answering machine, which means she must have electricity. Right. Uh, and I, you know what? I got uninterested at that point to leave a message. She's not significant enough to... To, to call up. True. She's not, uh, she's just a, a goofy mom who's uh, proselytizing the idea that uh, if only there were more and more government intervention, rules, regulations, and higher taxes, then everybody else could be forced to do something about climate change and she could continue to live on the ocean in Satellite Beach, Florida. Nice digs. Mm-hmm. Your French social- sociologist is Emily Durkheim. Is that profane and sacred? Yes. Mm-hmm. The profane sacred dichotomy is an idea. 
mm-hmm. by French sociologist Emily Durkheim. Finish the sentence. Who considered it to be the central characteristic of religion. Religion is a unified system of beliefs, practices relative to sacred things, that is to say, things set apart and forbidden. Mm-hmm. I'll buy that. Well, that line's been blurred, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, to say lines. the least. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I bet Johnny Heist got a good newscast coming up for us. We'll find out. Or is it full of troubling news? It's, you know. Well, try to bring back Positive Thursdays one of these days. Yeah, that's probably again. But again, it's a podcast. Somebody might listen to it on a Sunday. Hey, don't go away. No. Joe Souchere here for Federated Insurance. I'm not a math guy, but here are a couple of numbers that should get your attention. 2,440,000 injured and 35,092 dead. Those are National Safety Council vehicle numbers from 2015. Federated Insurance reminds us that these are much more than statistics. These are family members, friends, and neighbors. Distracted driving continues to be an epidemic, but unfortunately, it's not the only factor in vehicle crashes. It could be this way. A driver is running late, making a delivery, and is speeding. When traffic came to a halt from road construction, the driver can't stop in time and strikes the rear of another vehicle, causing a four-car chain reaction and multiple serious injuries. Ask yourself, do you accelerate when a traffic light turns yellow? Do you decrease your speed during bad weather or in road construction zones? Do you make a full stop at stop signs? The National Safety Council reports nearly one-third of traffic fatalities occurred in speed-related crashes. Think about that and don't become a statistic. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's their business to protect yours. Here's John Height. Uh, uh, Joe, before I get to news, sure. could I ask you a question? You may. May I ask you a question? Uh, you hinted last time uh, that you, you got a, a text from somebody. Does this happen often where political ideas clash in your family and you, you get a text about it? Because <laughs> that uh, could get awfully tiring, I it's, would say. John, it's uh, more tiring than you can possibly imagine. Exhausting, mm-hmm. I would assume. It's not right. easy being the mayor, is not, it? It really no. isn't. I didn't mean to pry. I was just curious. <laughs> About that. You're a fake mayor. <laughs> no, no, no. Is the money fake? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she likes that, right? Yeah. <laughs> Bob Nagley, as you said, uh, the founding owner of the Minnesota Wild, has died of complications from cancer. He was 78 years old. And the Wild said Nagley died Wednesday night with his family by his side. Players will wear a jersey patch with his initials for the remainder of this season. He was the lead investor in the expansion franchise that began play in 2008 seasons after the North Stars had left Minnesota for Dallas. A star goalie at Minnetonka High School in the Twin Cities, Nagley built his wealth through a billboard company started by his father and eventually moved to Florida. In 2008, he sold the club to Craig Leopold. Later that year, he was a winner of the Lester Patrick Trophy for service to the sport. Bob Nagley Jr. was 78 years old. And he lost his fight against cancer. And ironically, uh, Norm Coleman, who worked very hard mm-hmm. along with Nagley to bring hockey here, is fighting cancer. Uh, Bob's son-in-law, Greg, uh, sent me a text this morning and said he had passed last night, mm-hmm. but also said uh, he was a huge uh, garage. Le- and I knew this already. I did, too. I knew Bob very well, and I, I, uh, I lament his passing. I'll tell you what he said in his text. It was kind of nice. 
we lost a great living American uh, last night. Bob Negley Jr. went home to be with the Lord peacefully and with his family by his side. And he said, um, you, Joe, and the Geo Squad were one of his favorites. So nice. we'll send him nice. off with a little. Yeah, give him a horn for a goal scorer. They need some goals, too. They didn't get any yeah, the other go. night. Inspire now. them, uh, Bobby. Uh, that other story we talked about already, using a smoke bomb and a handgun, a hooded gunman dressed all in black, opened fire during college night at a country music bar in Southern California, killed 12 people, sent hundreds fleeing. The gunman then apparently killed himself, according to authorities. They say the motive for the attack is still under investigation. The killer identified as Ian David Long, a 28-year-old former Marine. Ventura County Sheriff Jeff Dean said his department had several previous contacts with Long, including a call to Long's home in April when deputies found him acting irrationally. The sheriff said a mental health crisis team was called at the time, concluded Long did not need to be taken into custody. Patrons at the bar screamed in fear and used bar stools to smash second-floor windows and jump to safety as gunfire erupted at the Borderline Bar and Grill. It's a hangout popular with students from nearby California Lutheran University. The killer deployed a smoke device, used a 45 caliber handgun. Sheriff Sergeant Ron Hellis and a passing highway patrolman arrived at the Borderline around 11.20 p.m. In response to 911 calls, heard gunfire and went inside. Hellis was immediately hit with multiple gunshots. A highway patrolman pulled Hellis out, then waited as a SWAT team and scores more officers arrived. Hellis died early Thursday at a hospital. By the time they entered the bar again, the gunfire had stopped, according to the sheriff. They found 12 people dead inside, including the gunman, who apparently took his own life. Did anyone else read it, or am I imagining that I read it, that some of the attendees in the bar were also present in Las yeah, Vegas? I did read that, okay. yes. There was an interview with a fellow who said he and a group of friends mm -hmm. uh, who were at the bar last night were also in Vegas wow. when that shooting took place. Well, in all honesty, how do you go out if you're that person, ever? Well, My God. You probably thought you were safe in a college-style bar in a nice place like Thousand Oaks, California. Yeah. <clears throat> they were line dancing. The kids were line dancing. They were sitting ducks. Mm -hmm. Newly elected Ramsey County Sheriff Bob Fletcher says he wants to open a substation on Rice Street where two to four deputies will help patrol St. Paul's North End neighborhood. There's been a rise in violent crime in the North End neighborhood this year, and St. Paul police have stepped up patrols in the area. But some business owners have still criticized city leaders for not doing more to stop the rise in gun violence. Tin Cups restaurant owner Gidget Bailey said she wanted to leave the city and move her business to Vadness Heights after more than 20 rounds of gunfire erupted in her parking lot last Thursday night. However, she said she talked to Fletcher. She said, I'm very excited that Sheriff Fletcher wants to put a substation here to help, and I am no longer considering moving. Good. I don't think she should be shot out of the neighborhood where right. she grew up. Come on, Melvin. Help us out here. Fletcher said it only makes sense to allocate law enforcement resources where the greatest trouble spots are for any agency dealing with the spike in gunfire. He said it's really not that hard to figure out what needs to be done. We have some gang problems. We have a lot of shootings along Rice Street. And let's just redeploy some of our resources to where the problem is. Fletcher said he wants to work with St. Paul Police Chief Todd Axtell and Mayor Melvin Carter on hopefully relocating the St. Paul Police Department Central District Precinct back to Rice Street where it used to be more. Then a decade ago, Five Eyewitness News asked Axtell's office and Carter's office to react to Fletcher's comments. Uh, they have not yet responded. Uh, Bailey said she was thankful for the extra help. She's excited to stay in St. Paul and very thankful nobody was hurt when bullets started flying outside of Tin Cups. She said that was just horrible. I can't even imagine why people would do such a thing. I'm so grateful nobody was injured or, God forbid, killed. Rook, have you ever eaten there? 
Uh, I, yes, but it was probably about 30 years ago with my f- mother and father-in-law. It's, it's great it's changed, food. It, it's changed a little bit. No, the, the food is But the food was fabulous. fantastic. Yes. Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg was hospitalized Thursday morning after fracturing three ribs in a fall at the court. According to ABC News, citing the Supreme Court, the 85-year-old justice fell in her office at court Wednesday night. She reportedly went home, but after experiencing discomfort, went to George Washington University Hospital early Thursday morning. Tests showed Ginsburg had fractured three ribs on her left side. She was admitted for observation and treatment. Ginsburg broke two ribs in a fall in 2012. She's had two prior bouts with cancer, also uh, has a stent that opened a blocked artery in 2014. Not a good week for stairs and old people. You had Royce <laughs> right. this week. and forgot about Patrick. Hell, Sid's in better shape than Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> White House Counselor Kellyanne Conway says the exit of Attorney General Jeff Sessions is not a constitutional crisis. Sessions' former chief of staff, Matt Whitaker, is now acting attorney general, has authority to oversee the remainder of the Russia probe. Whitaker taking over the job has fueled speculation since he appeared on CNN last year, saying the way to stop the investigation would be for the attorney general to stop supplying it with the money needed to investigate. Conway was asked if President Trump had instructed Whitaker to limit the investigation and said the president hasn't instructed him to do anything beyond serve as acting attorney general. Whitaker has never been confirmed by the Senate, so he cannot take over the attorney general spot on a permanent basis. He can remain there for 200 days by law. Meanwhile, Senator Joe Manchin, a West Virginia Democrat who's often sided with the president, disagrees with Conway. He said Thursday the U.S. is on the verge of a constitutional crisis after Sessions firing. He also said in an interview with CBS this morning he hopes Congress picks up legislation to protect Robert Mueller's Russia investigation when they come back to Washington next week. Say, so you guys, I want to remind you that my pillow inventor and founder, Mike Lindell, has got a great new product, the MyPillow Mattress Topper. It rejuvenates your, your mattress. You don't have to go out and spend thousands of dollars for a new mattress. Three unique layers designed to provide superior support, distribute your body weight for ultimate comfort, and regulate your body temperature. Uh... They happen to have a 10-year warranty, 60-day money-back guarantee, and they come in seven sizes from Twin to Cal King, which must be the size of a mattress that Shaquille O'Neal would need. Uh, Mike's also extending a great offer to GL Podcast listeners now through December 31st. You can save 30% on any my on any size my pillow mattress topper and get two my pillow standard pillows when you uh, use the promo code GL at checkout. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the Mattress Topper button on the homepage, and enter the promotional code GL at checkout. Justin's, the Bloomington-based producer of class rings, yearbooks, and other school and corporate memorabilia, has been sold by its parent company, Newell Brands, to the investment firm Platinum Equity. I thought they were an Owatonna company. They're Bloomington-based? They used to be in Bloomington. Yeah, I'm not sure. I never got a class ring. What? I never did. Yeah, I I didn't either, actually. I don't, I'm not happy about that. I don't remember why I didn't get one. Or did you lose it? Interesting. You didn't get one for playing uh, fifth line uh, forward at uh, Hill? It's a little better than fifth line. Not much better. (laughs) I, when I first uh, moved to the Twin Cities, worked for a company that was sold to Justin's, Hmm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a yearbook company. We shot video yearbooks. Was that, uh, did you usually have a, uh, a bleeping goat show? I do, yeah. Is that your guy? Uh, that I, my I, guy? I'd known her that used to, that was his favorite saying. I stand corrected, Johnny. You were right. It's uh, Bloomington, Minnesota. Uh, the deal was for $1.3 billion wow. with a B dollars. It's part of an effort by Newell to simplify its portfolio of businesses. The buyer, Platinum Equity, is the Los Angeles-based firm led by billionaire Tom Gores. 
that has made more than 200 acquisitions and is currently making deals from its fourth global investment fund. Jostens is known for its school products as corporate incentives business, whose clients include Professional Sports League. They're also the maker of Super Bowl rings. Had a revenue of $768 million in 2017. Uh, Jostens started in Owatonna. Oh. Still has a sizable presence there and in Egan. Okay. So we were both kind That's of right. That's correct, yes. We don't have to uh, reach which, for the scan button. Which rarely no, happens on this show. <laughs> well, you got off pretty good on that one. Thank well, you. Uh, this story, I love these stories. I know you guys think I'm nuts, but. Yeah, we do. Scientists have found the oldest known example of an animal drawing, a red. <laughs> I love these too, John. Well, Ignore the two good. morons. Okay. A red silhouette of a bull-like beast on the wall of an Indonesian cave. <laughs> yeah. The sketch is at least 40,000 right. years old. How you doing? Yeah, that's a bull for sure. <laughs> no, bull-like beast. Bull-like, bull-like beast. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, maybe like a third grader. Wow. The sketch is at least 40,000 years old, slightly older than similar animal paintings found in famous caves in France and Spain. Until a few years ago, experts thought Europe was where our ancestors started drawing animals and other figures. But the age of the drawing reported Wednesday in the journal Nature, along with previous discoveries in Southeast Asia, suggests that figurative drawing appeared, Undefeated. In, mm-hmm. appeared in both <laughs> continents about Way the same time. 40,000 years ago, yeah. undefeated. The new findings fuel discussions about whether historical or evolutionary events prompted this near-simultaneous burst of human creativity. That, according to lead author Maxime Albert, an archaeologist at the University uh, Griffith University in Australia, the remote limestone caves on Borneo have been known to contain prehistoric drawings since the 1990s. To reach them, Albert and his team used machetes to hack through the thick jungle in a corner of the island. Hmm. A man captured in a massive uh, man, excuse me, a man captured a massive record-setting Burmese python in South Florida this week. Oh, I saw the photo. Randy Wayne White, is it Randy? No, nope. it's Kyle Peniston of Homestead, Florida, caught the. 17-foot, nope. 5-inch female snake nope. Monday night Wow! while hunting on South Florida Water Management District lands in Miami-Dade County. All right, I got to see this thing. Uh, it's, you, you don't want to see it. Really? Trust me. Yeah, it's huge. The snake weighed 120 pounds. The python captured as part of the python elimination program. Holy hell. Describes itself as an effort to preserve the ecosystem of the Florida Everglades, uh, Everglades by taking aggressive action against pythons. The governmental agency said the catch set a record for the program and brings the total number of invasive snakes that have been eliminated to 1,859. Uh, it also brings the total number of snakes that have been caught as part of the program, measuring more than 17 feet to three. Okay. Uh, in my uh, haste to look for the video, I, I didn't n- stop listening to you, but uh-huh. is it live or is this something no, that is live? Th- so he's going to pull a Monty and just well, have it hang? I believe they kill it. Don't oh, you they? kill it? Yeah, oh. yeah they kill That's it. the whole point of the program. And because some new boots. Because yeah. they're invasive and they want to... Uh, so that is huge. How, screwing up the ecosystem. How does your... I'm talking about this guy. Yes. How does your human instinct say, I need to go towards that? Because they're getting paid. Well, but still, this thing would well, kill you. you know, people hunt snakes. That's what they do. Randy Wayne White is a snake hunter. No, he isn't. Yeah, he's caught a couple. <laughs> Oh, yeah, garden snake. I'm gonna, I'm gonna text him right a now. Garden to find snake, out. probably. Oh, oh, oh. People, t- people tell me you're kind of a snake hunter. Yeah, <laughs> spy hunter. I know. Oh, uh, okay, I know we're all supposed to do our civic duty and all. You know, I'm not sure though I'd want to take part in this. A jury has been selected for the U.S. trial of the Mexican drug lord 
El Chapo. Nope, I'm out. Oh, yeah. Seven women and five men selected Wednesday as jurors in the case against Joaquin Guzman. A trial is set to begin November 13th with opening statements in federal court in Brooklyn. Guzman, who twice escaped Mexican jails, has pleaded not guilty to 17 charges, including drug smuggling, money laundering, and conspiring to murder. It's believed to have led the Sinaloa, uh, Sinaloa cartel for decades as it became the largest drug trafficking organization in the world. U.S. prosecutors say he oversaw hundreds of murders, kidnappings, and other violent acts. His notoriety is prompting security measures that include keeping the jurors anonymous beyond the length of the trial. Federal agents and canine officers were stationed outside the courthouse and in the hallway, leading to the courtroom where jury selection began this week. Jurors are expected to be escorted to and from the courthouse every day by U.S. Marshals. Guzman's been held in... I would be on vacation. Though. I would right. say yeah. he once gave me five hundred thousand dollars. Right. I think he's a fantastic yeah. guy, yes. and I don't right. believe he's guilty Love of a it. thing. And I'm out. And I'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> Guzman's also been held in solitary confinement, barred from having visits with his wife. This week, a defense lawyer asked the judge to allow Guzman's wife to embrace him in court before opening statements. A judge still hasn't ruled on that request. The judge hasn't ruled on the hug. That's correct. What's a little hug from the honey, huh? I think yeah. I'd, I'd be rolling on that one, you know? Another popular AMC series is getting movie treatment. Just days after the network announced a series of Walking Dead movies, sources say that Breaking Bad is set to make a comeback on the big screen, according to The Hollywood Reporter. Sources, really? uh, sources said creator Vince Gilligan is working on a two-hour movie. It's not clear yet, though, if it'll air on AMC or in theaters. I hope that happens. Because Why? I'm not going to binge watch Breaking Bad, which I've never seen. But I'll, I'll make you a promise: if they make the movie, I'll go see it. You have no interest in watching Breaking Bad? Not, not. Be, I'd have to. How many years would I have to six, watch? I think there's six seasons. Well, I'm not doing that. I, it's I, a waste I, of my time. You're already I, two seasons behind on Ozark, which you didn't start. You're yeah, gonna I, love it. I got a bridge documentary. I got to watch. That's right. Stop actually, watching the same old <laughs> stupid bridge making thing and. Broaden your horizons. Blue Planet last night. Oh my God, I'm gonna puke. I'm uh, Joe. You watch whatever you want. Thanks, John. Although uh, Breaking Bad was quite good. I'm sure everyone tells me. I did binge watch it. See, I won't. It hurts my eyes. Too much stuff to do. There's reading. Uh, That's right, bro. Not many. (laughs) That's right. Not many details are known. See spot run. Right. Yep. (laughs) You borrow that one for Brooke. Sorry, Ruckhead. All this, uh, all these Russian things. What's going on here? Not many. uh, We're all going to be speaking Russian. Damn it! What the hell? Not many details are known about plans for the film. It's Russian cookbook. Now I'm reading Russian (laughs) cookbooks now to look for clues. Not clear if it'll be a prequel like Better Call Saul. Or a continuation. See, I watch Better Call Saul. Yeah, but you quit, right? You yeah, told I, me you quit. I don't. Wait, you you skipped Breaking I just, Bad and went to Saul. I I did stick with the Royals, or what's it called? Crown. The Crown. Yeah, yeah. And no, so that's only up. been one season so far. Yeah, I'll watch season two. Okay. But you quit Better Call Saul. You said in the middle of the second season. Yeah, right? it began to not make sense. And they're already up to the fourth season, right, which so just done. got done. Yeah. So uh, there's a series you probably should watch just because it would be current. It's current. It's not on right now, but it will be shortly. Something called The Amazing Race. And they will oh, slip into Russia every once in a while. And you, you know, you don't know what the hell's going on. Right. It's not known if the original stars, Brian Cranston or Aaron Paul, will return for the Breaking Bad movie. Brothels could move into self-driving cars, according to British academics. What? Yeah, the self-driving cars could become brothels. Huh, come on. Hmm. A paper by researchers at the University of Surrey and Oxford. This is why we elected what's-his-name right, in Vegas. Go. Suggests that paper hour hotel rooms are likely. We elected a dead pimp. <laughs> so we did. 
Uh, the, As a Democrat or Republican, by the way, he was—he's a big Trump guy, actually. Really? He was, yeah, he—he okay. he said Trump was his mentor. What was his name? Hoff. Dennis. Dennis Hoff. Dennis Hoff. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and he used to wear the uh, the mega hat and everything hmm. uh, for his uh, appearances. I bet his employees loved him. Uh, his employees did love yeah, him. Yeah, one uh, of those guys. Yeah. You ever saw the show, huh, Joe? Nope. That's that's another one you were watching a bridge building. No, I'm not <laughs> watching about a dead pimp. Well, he was alive when, when uh, it was whatever. on. <laughs> uh, anyway, that here. was always a funny line in the uh, <laughs> child in the TV series <laughs> when, they, really when they couldn't find him. <laughs> um, where was I again? Uh, the when they needed him in the front, they'd sure. say, hey, "Run out there and help get Dennis." Self-driving cars. So you'd rent the car and have a tryst, <laughs> right? Yeah, I could replace the uh, the what they call the paper hour hotel rooms, where, I see. where those trysts happen. R- replace the old no-tell motel. That's right. correct. Yeah. yeah, the study titled "Autonomous Vehicles and the Future of Urban Tourism." Hey, Gus, that Volvo's back. You better scrub her out. Yeah, we need an oil change too. <laughs> oh God. Suggests that budget hotel and flight industry could suffer if the cars are introduced. <laughs> and more of those uh, plastic uh, plastic covers from your grandma's oh, old house. Yeah, put those I on think, there. Uh, I think we should just end this story at this Probably point. <laughs> quit while we're a little bit behind. Yeah, All right, goodbye. like that. Bye. It's the end of the world as we know it. And he feels fine. Joe Suchelet. They're tired of winter, tired of shoveling snow and slipping on ice. They start thinking about the sun. Thank you, Johnny Holmes. Doesn't April sound yeah, good? We were deprived of April this year and October. I don't know what the temperatures were supposed to be. God, no! It's Johnny Holmes. <laughs> what did I say? John Holmes. He was a. Uh, what did I say? Johnny Holmes. Holmes. He was, was the uh, adult star. He was yeah, the he adult was, film star. He was what did the, I say? Holmes. Johnny it's Holmes. Holmes. Well, that's it's because jo- that's what rookie said. Who is the artist we're now hearing? Johnny Holmes. Johnny Holmes. H O L M. Johnny oh. Holmes is the guy that. He's, he's okay. pictured in, okay. in caves where they have written, you know, <laughs> stories about what he looks like. So, he was no. noted for other That was things, uh, Minnesota yeah. Summer Nights. John, you weigh in because you might disagree with me. We sure. were down in the hovel having this discussion. Okay, sure. Uh, I, I, my two cents worth on uh, Jim, is it Jim Acosta? Jim Acosta, yeah. Uh, having his White House uh, press credential pulled. I have no sympathy for Acosta. Yeah. Uh, I find him a boor. And uh, I find him to be a guy attempting to be a television star. And he violates, he violated during this press conference yesterday, a principal rule of journalism, at least from when I was taught it. What? You, you're not the story. Yeah. He you d- aren't he, the story. He's tried to insert himself in the story. I agree completely. However, as we argued about a little bit down in the uh, room there, uh, the administration handled it horribly by blaming him for, quote, assaulting a woman, which he, he did not do. I, I watched that. I, I would not accuse him of assaulting a woman. Yeah. Uh, what I accuse him of is being a turd. Yeah. A self-centered, egotistical I, narcissist who's trying to get no. his own reality TV show is what it looks like. An Let, extension well, of your social contract. Yeah. Let me go uh, a different way with this, though. Because sure I thought will. about this yesterday a lot. Yeah. Because it, it drove me crazy. In other words, I, I take this position uh, believing that— uh, the the suspending of his particular press credential. Uh-huh. I don't feel that that is a threat to my American freedoms. I don't. I don't sense it that way. I uh, I see it as a threat to the press. 
myself because well, cause if he can do that to Acosta for doing nothing except being boorish, like you said, they can do it to any reporter. They're just like yesterday when he basically <laughs> told the African-American reporter she was asking a racist question. Mm-hmm. Well, no, no, she wasn't. No, I know that we're dealing with an equally boorish president. I get that. Yeah. But it's the president's show during a press conference, yeah. and he picks on you and, and calls you. And, and you, you don't begin your question by, I want to challenge you on such and such. Ask the damn question, then sit down and shut up. Would, right. you, would you agree or not agree? Because as I said, I thought about this a lot yesterday. This is almost the same way Sam Donaldson acted with Reagan, but Reagan could handle it and, you know, turn it into a more right. of a, a charming kind of. I, I because would, Donaldson would always keep butting in and keep yelling questions out when everybody else was trying I to I didn't do. find Donaldson as boorish as Acosta. Yeah. But I agree with your, I, I agree with your yeah. contention. Yeah. In uh, other words, this has happened before. Yeah, but the president perhaps has handled it better. I, I think it happened to a point with Nixon, too, with uh, what's his name? Uh, CBS, uh, rather, rather, yeah, rather, yeah. No, uh, but I, not I, as, not as. I agree. This has happened before. Have have correspondents had their credentials pulled before? I don't know. Not that I'm aware Reavers, of. But I'm on it. Have White House any have <laughs> any White House correspondents had their press credentials pulled? But I'm not alarmed by this. This is a feud between Trump and Acosta. Acosta. Has been around a long time, and ever since Trump got elected, Acosta said, "I got this is my, this is the way I'm going to make my name. I'm going to go after this guy." And his 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 attitude is is terribly obvious that he's only there to stir up the cameras on him. Okay. And and uh, and here's the unfortunate part: Trump played into it by suspending the damn uh, right. credential. Right. He got uh, he was trolled into it. Yeah. Leave, you know, Trump, you should have left it alone. But Trump's not going to be able to handle any of this because he takes it all personally. Yeah. President Clinton never had his press credentials pulled, did he? <laughs> you mean, did he pull any press <laughs> correspondence credentials? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so either. No. I don't know. <laughs> you know what you can do? <laughs> Why don't you leave now? And just, Reavers can slide over into that seat. He's a uh, Reavers, you know. Did you uh, do to Rook what Reavers also just did? I don't know what Probably. he did. Uh, he would have. He would have. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Up. Yeah, Same thing. Up. Giving okay. me the one gun salute. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Well, I'm just saying. All I can see, Joe, via, I, I'm only seeing a, a Costa story. I, I so bet I it's know. happened before. I bet you it's happened so? before. I bet it's happened before. As a result of a live I don't press know, conference? I don't know oh. what as, as a result of. If you'd quit trying to talk so much and actually look something up, maybe we'd get the answer. I will get this. You will get the silent treatment from me now. Oh, okay, that's fine. Good, that's good. Fine. Joe says no. That's fine. I take it back. That's fine. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> CNN. Uh, I've given up on CNN. As CNN is a very useful news source when there's a major forest fire. Or uh, unfortunately, a major shooting. Uh, they have technology. They have cameras. You can put yourself on this scene or whatever's taking place. But in terms of covering uh, Trump, they've made themselves uh, uh, patently clear that they are a resisting organization. And uh, I, I'm a little weary of, uh, of of thinking that I'm supposed to be alarmed because Acosta got uh, got taken to the woodshed. He is a uh, he's a lout in this regard. And and you never, as a reporter, the best reporters I know, I don't know what their politics are. 
The best reporters I know, I never knew what their politics were. I don't uh, – I agree with you completely, but I also recall – see, I've always thought Acosta was a good reporter. And I remember the Dems going after him because of some stories he did on Obama. Uh, and I don't remember what the stories were. I have no idea. I could look it up if you want. But I did find something else about uh, what you asked Chris for. Uh, it looks like nobody's ever had their uh, things taken away except for security reasons. Mm-hmm. When in 2001, Trude Feldman, a freelancer, was caught rifling through a press aide's desk drawer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was suspended for 90 days, didn't have her pass universally re- uh, revoked. George Condon, longtime White House reporter and former president of the blah, 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 said he knows of, quote, no instance of any newspaper having its White House credentials pulled since the inception of the Correspondence Association in 1914. Well, I, I'm probably on dangerous ground because as a precedent, it's then therefore unprecedented. Right. If we've only lost one to a security breach, then it is unprecedented that you'd have your correspondence uh, badge taken uh, merely because the question the president doesn't like your questions. So I'm on dangerous ground here as insofar as this might establish a precedent. But it became terribly clear to me watching that that Acosta was purposely trying to make himself the star of the act, yeah. of the attraction. Yeah, and it's not the first time he's done that in the last year. Then it's, the question becomes, before, is that is that strong enough reason to suspend a member of the free press? Uh, maybe you just have to deal with him uh, by never calling on him. If yeah. this was his intention, Acosta, I'm speaking of, doesn't this help his case? Yes. The Trump played into his hands. Yeah. This guy's now the hero of the elite. He's the hero of the resistance movement. Oh. He is seen now as a martyr who has had his craft, has to suffer because look at the way Jim Acosta was treated. Well, not just that. I know you're not on social media. He's also the hero of the press everywhere. I mean, oh, yes, every, every reporter in absolutely. the world is uh, is backing him, obviously, with this. So, Are, are we aware— uh, uh, is he a writer? Can he write? Can he report the written word? Uh, Do we that, know that? I, I don't know. I've only known him from his work with CNN. Uh, you know, because uh, he's a guy who walks through the room and wants to make sure you know he's there. Yeah, I could. You know what? I could look up his history. If uh, I do remember him uh, getting static from Democrats too. Well, my point is uh, his behavior. Somebody's got to be the adult, and the press is failing. <laughs> This was another example of, of of just petulant, immature, boorish behavior. I'm going to have my way here, and I'm really going to get some really quality airtime, and I'm just going to be a hero for confronting this guy who all of my uh, colleagues believe is a complete creep. So I'm going to continue to believe my, uh, believe my uh, press freedoms are not in danger, although I realize I'm on a dangerous, on a dangerous platform there. If, in fact, there's been no precedent since 1914. Maybe in 1814, they just shot the press. (laughs) I was holding my breath the entire time. Now I can talk as we wrap it up. Uh, There is more Garage Logic on your next click. Hey, hey, hey. GarageLogic.com. Don't forget to check out some of our features, including the latest Greg Holcomb Garage Logic comic. And Author's Corner, good feature from Suchi Boy and what's on his nightstand. Thank you for tuning in.